Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast. For the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Uh, we got we got the, the lads here. Myself, Mike, and, and Ryder are the three of us uh, on, on tonight. Uh, sorry about missing the den after dark, Mike. I know I uh, I pretty much knocked out. I had a long Friday, and then I've had a long I've had a long month and a half, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, how, how are we doing, Mike? How are we doing? Doing good, man. Den after dark uh, got handled. It was just a little bit late because uh, I couldn't do it while driving, and traffic was post-game Orlando traffic when there was also a concert at the Amway Center. So, like... You know how it goes, but uh, no, it went pretty well, and it primed me for being able to do uh, Den After Dark this upcoming week, since you're going to be in London, baby. Yeah, yeah, for me, it would be like the the Den in the morning if I did it in, in London. Actually, you know what? You should do it just to give yourself the full Jake experience. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about all that. I might be up either way. Who knows? You know, if I understand. I'm, up, I'm be, just messing with you. If I'm up, I might, if you know. With the sleeping patterns and and the baby, you never know. If I find myself up at five a.m., I might uh, I might have to hop on from from London and and uh, have a good time with you guys. And hopefully, I mean, you know, of course, I missed the one where we went. I was I was like waking up, sleeping, waking up, sleeping during the match. It was. Uh, I'll be honest. It was. I feel like every most home matches against Colorado are, are they're always like kind of like a snooze fest. I feel like, and, and this one, although it had a lot of uh, you know, entertaining things with like the red cards and stuff. You know, we had two goals, and uh, I don't know. Felt like we we could have had more, but uh, it just felt like we were going through the motions. I guess is the best way to explain it. So, uh, but we'll get more into that. Uh, my man, Alex Ryder. Uh, he's he's working from his garage today. Uh, he's he's multitasking. He, Doing some sanding of some cabinets and uh, and doing the pod at the same time. How are we doing, Ryder? Coming to you live from the Orlando Lions Den garage in Naples, Florida, uh, complete with a sander. Gonna turn that off real quick. But yeah, hopping on. Love to talk to you guys. And I get to say it on the pod. I didn't think I was gonna get to say it on the pod this week, but. Two wins in a row. It finally happened. It did not happen in 2022 like I tweeted. It happened in 2023, and that's what matters. We've got two wins in a row. It's like we talked about last week. We've got, we got to that goalpost. Let's get to the next one. Also, to your previous point, I think Jake's an insomniac because I listened to Den After Dark after the fact when I was starting this project I'm still working on. And that dude was up at 4 a.m. to talk to Mike and everybody else on Den After Dark. And that's dedication. That's dedication. I love it. Yeah, Jake is the man. You know, he's he's always been the man. So he's he's always uh he whenever he comes, we he joins uh, I know Eddie and and I would you know if I'm there, I always see him. But um but yeah, he's he's a cool guy, man. And and uh and you know he's 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 uh, definitely a football fanatic, that's for sure. So I'm gonna have to do the rest of the show with uh, numb lips because I just got my icy hot and I accidentally did some cross intersection between my where I rubbed it to my fingers and 
on my lips. So this will be this will be even more fun. So uh, but just uh, keep just keep it above the belt. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 some good advice. That's some good advice. Well, let's get to hop into our sponsors, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about the match. Uh, first uh, and foremost, we'll shout out Eddie. Uh, he's at uh, band practice tonight, and he's been going. Uh, he's been super busy, you know, we're, that's why we added Mike to this year. Who's been a, a, a champion of endurance. Uh, he steps in whenever we need it and he's been phenomenal. Uh, and, and we should be shouting out you too, Mike, cause you've been super helpful and, uh, you know, it's tough, but, uh, Eddie's, Eddie's been, uh, he's been trying when he can, uh, to get on, but, uh, always, as always make sure you guys give him a call for insurance related issues too. Uh, not only does he do this awesome podcast, uh, but primarily he sells insurance. So if you guys need any sort of auto insurance or, uh, or life insurance or health insurance or a, a home insurance, make sure you give him a call. I just, um, it's nice, man. I, I, I just, my wife and I, we just reread it. We, um, the, the in-laws gave me, they gave us their car and we traded in the truck so we can get rid of a car payment. They did this really awesome thing for us. And, uh, I had to go and, uh, and, uh, register the vehicle and I'm at the DMV literally sitting there and I thought that it was going to be good for 14 days if I just because I had the insurance you know on my old truck and uh, it wasn't so I needed it immediately and it's nice to have a guy that literally you could just dial his phone number directly and I called him and I had new insurance cards within 90 seconds in my inbox for the car you know he just said shoot me the VIN and I'll get it done so uh, I tried to call the call center first they said 10 minute wait and I called Eddie and he got it done in literally 90 seconds. So those are the little things uh, on top of possibly saving you money um, and making sure that you can have peace of mind that, that you're getting not only the best price, but the best coverage. Because just like toilet paper, insurance is something you don't need until you need it. So uh, that's what we always used to say when we were in the building there together. Uh, we'll also uh, shout out Leo, Leo Gonzalez. He actually has got a new job, so it is no longer... Uh, he's actually uh, separated from the Accurate Mortgage team, uh, but now he is working with uh, Epic Mortgage, the Epic Mortgage team that's powered by U Mortgage. Uh, he's got a great gig over there. He's still doing all the same things. Uh, so uh, if you ever have uh, information or need information about home loans, VA loans, uh, FHA loans, conventional loans, if you're looking at refinancing, uh, make sure you give Leo a call uh his uh, phone number is 407-844-7696 once again uh leo gonzalez with the epic mortgage team powered by you mortgage and then uh, last but not least our friends over at field turf usa uh, we appreciate you guys as always for helping out we had a couple of low belt shots at you a few podcasts ago but uh uh you know i, th I think we'll, we'll make it through so we appreciate you guys supporting us from the very beginning uh, and uh, always being along our side. So it's true. Uh, Cleon suspension from that's almost over. So yeah, yeah, we gave him we gave him a couple match ban, and then the karma <laughs> gods got at him, and uh, and uh, he he's he's struggling too. He just threw out his back. I think he he did something. He sneezed the wrong way or something that that forty year old dudes do. Uh, so you know, I turned thirty, and now I get massive leg cramps at night, and Cleon's just you know throwing out his back. So. You could tell that we are definitely not going to be hitting the pitch anytime soon. None of us boys. So yeah, no, the five aside team looking pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, I would say it is definitely <laughs> looking pretty weak. So uh, we'll hop right in to the Colorado match. Uh, great home win. Obviously, we've had some tough results at home this year, uh, and uh, we needed it because, like I said, I mean, going through the motions is fine if the motion is 
we are expected to win. I ain't got no problem with it, and uh, we did exactly what we were expected to do. Uh, I would say some help from pro referees, but mm, not really. Both of those cards were red cards, uh, and the guy had two yellows, and his first yellow, if it wasn't so early in the game, that was a red. I got news for everybody, okay? So I was watching it on TV. I was awake for that, and it was studs up straight to, not even the shin guard, straight to the side shin studs up and a tackle from behind that he had no chance to get the ball on and he only got a yellow uh, i was shocked with that but uh as they say ball don't lie and he ended up getting us the second red for colorado the first red was just uh, that's just schoolhouse stuff right there it looked like those guys were on on at the fifth grade uh soccer tournament you know that guy just went straight up in and and Vilder didn't do much better but uh at least he did a good job avoiding the contact you know that that was needed. So um, the secret but, of kung fu is in soccer you don't want it to land, and that's what Wilder did. Whereas the other one was full up karate kid kung fu fighting, straight into the the rib cage too. It looked painful. I'll tell you that, Mike. That Mike, that was right in front of you, wasn't it? Yeah, man, I had Alex's seats for this game. It was not too far from where those were at. And real time, I saw how high Wilder's foot was because it was from the angle where I could only I couldn't see Galvan's leg. I could only see Wilder's. And I was like, oh man, this looks bad. This looks like a red card for Wilder. And when I saw him reaching for his pocket, and then when it ended up going the opposite direction, I was like, holy crap, literally brought up the Apple TV stream on my phone. <laughs> so that way I could see it. And I was like, oh, no, no, that is the right call. That's not getting reviewed. Nothing. Because that was that was nasty, man. That was that was a gross tackle that I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a, gave him an extra game for that one. Yeah, it was just completely mindless and clueless. I didn't, yep. I didn't understand uh, what what he was even thinking, to be honest. But hey, we'll take it. Colorado uh, gets two reds, and we get two goals, and they don't get a single one. We did exactly what we're supposed to do. What you think you're going to do uh, when you play a team like Colorado who has to travel, and then they come to us. Uh, really, really, obviously, it's hot. It's a lot of different weather. Uh, it's it was uh, raining right before the match. And I'm sure the humidity was absolutely off the charts. It was miserable. Yeah. yeah. Can I can imagine. It's been crazy uh, all throughout Florida. I posted today the the heat advisory. I can't say I've ever seen one. I've lived down here three years. And even in Orlando, I mean, you don't really see those. Well, it's going to be 112 degree heat. And I mean, you don't really even see that ever. That's why we live in Florida. But anyways, uh, it, was, it was a. It Tell was me a, about uh, it. It's yeah, 82 man. degrees in my garage right now. It's been brutal, and it's 9 o'clock at night. It's crazy. The heat index for us this morning at, at 6 a.m. was 95 degrees down here. It was just, it was insane. But nope. over, overall, no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> overall, uh, we kept the same lineup, right? We we went in with the same lineup that, that we've been having, um, and that's been working. Now we're six straight unbeaten. Uh, you know, Faku had a, uh, a really good game. Uh, he had the deflection, uh, you know, for goal. And then had a fantastic, a beautiful ball across the top of the box. And uh, Enrique had time to take a touch and put it in. Good, you know, got to feel good for him. He's uh, played his tail off. That's one thing you can't say about him, that he's lazy, because he hustles for every ball every minute of every day. Uh, so, you know, I, I got to you got to feel for the kid for getting that goal, uh, getting off the schneid. Uh, you know, Pedro gets another shutout. 
our back four looks great again when it's a back four, not a back five. Antonio Carlos and Jansen, uh, they, they they look good. You know, of course it's against Colorado, but but they look good. So I was uh, I'm happy with the home points. I'm happy with the back to back dubs. Like Ryder said, it's it's uh, it's rare now. You know, the nowadays for us to get two wins in a row. So especially when you know you play teams like like we've been playing, uh, you really you really want to make sure that that you that you win the games that you're supposed to win, you know. So uh, I'm happy with it. I'm pumped with that. Um, overall, go, like I said, going through the motions is totally fine by me as long as the motions is when we are expected to win. So, oh, and don't forget about uh, Granados making his uh, his senior league uh, debut. Uh, that U17. Uh, he plays for Spain. U seventeen. He had a banger, and uh, and what was that qualifiers or the U seventeen World Cup? Uh, I no, think that was, it was in qualifiers. the World Cup. Oh, no, it wasn't in the World Cup. It was in the Euro. Oh, the Euro. Okay. So. Yeah, so, U seventeen years got it. Yeah, and the youngest to do it too. It's yeah. seventeen years and what ten days? I think they said. Yep, something youngest like to that. do it. Something like that. He's he's definitely uh, our youngest homegrown yet. They called him up. Uh, so you gotta love love to see that too. We got a lot good. We got a lot of positives. A lot of good things that happened in this game. And um, he's gonna come in handy in the next two weeks. Yeah, we'll see because it's been it's gonna be a little bit slim for sure. So, Mike, tell me what you thought about the match. Uh, tell me you were there, so tell me what your review was and and uh, you know was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, anything that that you maybe wish you would have saw more of? Tell me about it. Yeah, no, it was uh it was honestly it was surprisingly for a 1 hour rain delay. I thought the crowd was good. You know, if it was good, loud for the most part everything was pretty pretty full. I I think we ended with like 18,000 or something capacity pulled in, so it wasn't the biggest crowd we've ever had, but for a 1 hour rain delay it was definitely not bad. Um and it was a, it was a good experience obviously. Like your seats are, are some of the best seats in the house, so I had a good time with that. Um and it, I think we're finally getting to the point to where we're seeing Faku step up as expected. Um, so you're laughing at me. You good? <laughs> no, I saw I saw Ryder unmute, and I knew exactly what he was going for when he said my. Do you want me to say it now? Do you want me to say it now, buddy? Those are great seats. They'd be great seats to see Messi in. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> Oh, no. I literally ran over for my workbench to make that happen. I knew exactly what was coming for that one. Go back on mute. We'll talk right. about You can continue with your evaluation after I uh, cry no. in the corner, Mike. <laughs> Don't cry in the corner. We, You're good, my man. Uh, but no, it was, it was a good game. And it's the most important thing is, like you said, we're winning the games that we're supposed to win. Colorado's last place in MLS right now. I think I don't think there's anyone uh, ahead of them at this point. They're not a good team. So beating them was important. Obviously, you know, two red cards definitely helped. It would have been nice to see us score a goal before one of those red cards happened. There was definitely some opportunities that were good. It was cool to see Mauricio actually taking some shots. He probably had two of the better XG shots that we had. One forced, both forced really good saves out of Illich, who I think is the name of their goalkeeper. Um, I was expecting Yarborough, so that kind of threw me off when I saw Illich starting. But uh, 
No, it honestly, it, it was it was a good, strong performance um, with you on the fact that I'm real happy for uh, Ramiro. He's a guy that works his butt off and, you know, he's been close a few times finally getting that shot. Faku teed him up perfectly so that he had a chance to touch, take a breath and then rip it into the bottom corner. Um, so that was nice. And then, um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, Granados as well. He, want to note, just because you said homegrown, he's actually not a homegrown yet. I think this is probably part of the reason why they got him up on that temporary contract to get him up, get him into the game day experience and get him feeling it because his performance at the U17 Euro probably got some eyes on him. And since he's not attached to a pro contract, there's a chance he could just be out of here. So they probably want to try and sell him on a homegrown to keep him here, which I'm in full support of. So, yeah, I would say so, especially if he's, you know, getting time with the Spain U17s and he's plays for an MLS squad. It's just feels like, you know, you want to make sure you lock a kid like that in. So, hey, oh. he's also uh, he's also a dual national. He's also American. So he could play for uh, American youth teams as well. So dual national panic. He wouldn't cost us an international spot. That's the other thing that's important there. Yeah, that I'm I'm hoping uh they can they can lock him in because I I definitely see some potential with what you know. So does a lot of other people, and obviously you know Spain's a talented footballing nation. They're talented when it comes to their their youth and their international teams, and um, you know they take everything seriously there. So. For him to get the call and then get the start and then score a goal from 35 yards out, Oof, a complete banger. banger. Uh, you know, that's that seems like a kid that you want to lock in for sure. So, uh, Ryder, why don't you uh, why don't you let me know uh, and tell me what 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 your thoughts were? Uh, I know you watched the match from from your house. Uh, you know, we, do we think we were just lucky with the two red cards? You know, we think that game could have been any different or. No, I think the only thing I would say that could have been any different is I think we honestly could have had a third. There was that um, call early in the first half. I was I was against this referee for the longest time in the first half because he made a couple of the questionable call that sh- that was a yellow that could have been a red. And there was an offside call that we were clearly on side and they just whistled it dead before the play even developed and I forgot about that you're absolutely it, right if that was I, i'm pretty sure what was it one-on-one i'm pretty sure it was one-on-one and we could have easily gotten a goal on that and that would have been great we're no. talking about oh it, it would have been go ahead mike no i just remember i was gonna say i remember remember it vividly because i believe it was from uh antonio carlos over the top to faku Timed his run perfectly from the look of it because I ended up bringing it up on my phone and rewinding again because I'm like, he looked like he timed that right. Now I, I looked it up. He was 100% onside as far as I could tell. And it was him one-on-one with the keeper. Like, and before he made his second touch, they whistled it dead. So, like, I know we're giving accolades to pro referees, but, like, you forget about the the – head referee you got to talk about the flag guy that's just calling this straight up you got to let the play develop so yeah especially when it's they're, funny like you it said, happened I, in the they're second trained half. they're trained to do that to, to let the play develop so i don't understand i was the whole i was texting you guys soon it happened what the hell was that he was on side that's my thing know. is especially the fact that that's the protocol for them is if it's close 
let the play happen, raise the flag when the plays died off. Like if he loses possession or if it's a goal or something, raise the flag at the end. So that way the play counts and you got a chance to review it. I don't know why that wasn't followed there because it was in my mind, even if he was offside, it was too close to make that call an immediate effect. Yeah. Right. And, and he wasn't two on, or he wasn't one on zero one with the keeper. They were, it was him and Cara. Cara was through too. They were, they were, they tried to offside trap and they both got through. I mean, there would have been, it would have yeah. been an easy two on zero. This is what I'm know. saying. We could have gotten a goal before the red card even happened. I, I mean, alternate timelines and all that, but still. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. other than, other than that, I mean, honestly, we, it, those were both very valid red cards. We, we definitely benefited from the fact that even if they would have called a red card on the high boot, it would have come back. So he never made contact. It was just a play and he pulled his leg back. So very good play from Pundo Torres. We been we were on his case in recent weeks and he's gone out and gone from being towards the bottom of our score sheet to being at the very top. He's now got five, five goals in all competitions and he can only go up from here. We're going to, we're going to miss him the next two matches and it's going to be interesting to see how we slot people in. But this is, this is what I said last week. We have a goal post. We need to reach it. And we got there. We got multiple goals and took advantage of a bad situation for another team. We did that. The next step is to go and get good results against teams that are above us, not teams that we should be kicking the piss out of. We need to get those gritty results. Even if it isn't the pretty soccer, you got to get the results. So it was great. Love to see it for the home fans. Love the home fans that stayed behind for the rain delay. Rain games are always fun, except for sometimes when you're right in the middle of it. But, and the, I will say this, the, the TIFO this week was very heartfelt. The 49 flag flags, that was very well done by the Ruckus and ILF. And I'm pretty sure they did that for both. They're going to do that again for the pride this coming week. So they already did actually, they did it for the pride too. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. Yeah, that was the game against the uh, Portland Thorns. It was a, a nine-point week. They won that. Uh, That's right. Game. Yeah, it was a big, big week for Orlando. I mean, we're looking good, man. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't want to look hindsight, right? I don't, I don't like looking in the past. But we're like seventeen total minutes of soccer away from w- winning five straight games. From being from winning five straight, not not being unbeaten in six, you know, with three draws or no, no, no. We're literally, you know, New York scores in the 89th, Atlanta scores in the 85th, plus extra time. We're maybe 15 minutes away from being five straight victories, which is, is I mean, we're, we're I, we definitely have turned a stone. Obviously, Oscar Perea had a ton of heat on him from. A lot of people, including myself, but the sentiment always stayed the same, right? It was always we want Oscar Pereja to to take us there. We want him to be the guy, you know. We want to be we want to see him be the guy to 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 pull us out. But at the beginning of the season, or or you know, even up until 
really even the New York City game and the Columbus match, you know, when they we we had those two draws, you're thinking to yourself, Ugh, I don't know if this is the right thing. So the last four matches, uh winning three of them, the tie against Atlanta, uh definitely a turning point. But, you know, these are matches that that we're supposed to win, you know, or we're supposed to at least compete in. You know, these are matches that every single one of them is against a team other than Atlanta that is lower in the table than us. The Red Bulls and the and Colorado both had red cards. You know, Colorado had two. We played Inter Miami, who's in absolute shambles. Even though they're signing Messi, they're still in absolute shambles. You know, the, this is not an impressive stretch of opponents. It's an impressive stretch of results, but it's not an impressive stretch of opponents that those results are coming against. So, you know, the next three matches are really going to tell. We got New England on the road. We play Philly at home, who I'm sure they're going to be coming for revenge after we snapped snapped their in, their home winning streak or their home unbeaten streak. That was like two a season and a half, two seasons long. And then you play Seattle all the way in Seattle on the road. Oh, and by the way, these games are over the course of the next eight days, Saturday to Saturday. So it is going to be a brutal, brutal schedule. We're going to fly probably, what, you know, 3,000 miles to New England and back, and then another 6,500 miles to Seattle and back. we got 10,000 miles we're probably going to travel in the next week. You know, this is this is going to be a let's just make it through stretch. And I think it's it's important for a lot of people to to settle down to, you know, including myself, even to look and acknowledge that that, you know, as long as you're winning the games, you're supposed to be winning like we have the last four out of three, you know, three out of four. Then that's what allows you the ability to maybe only get two points out of the next three, you know, or, or maybe we get, you know. Just three points. If we beat Philadelphia, that'd be fantastic. But all three of these teams are ahead of us on the schedule, on the standings. Um, they are not easy games at all by any means. Uh, they're not even mediocre. They, these are hard games. These are some three of the hardest, the toughest, maybe five or six matches we'll play all year. So, um, you know, maybe and if you look at the positive, it's good to just get them out of the way. It's good to get them out of the way on on when we're coming off of our hottest stretch. So, but we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll look more into the uh, New England match as as we uh, when we get into the preview there. But before we do that, let's get into our stock up and stock down. Uh, I will I will start and then I'll let you guys take the floor. Uh, my stock up is once again uh, it's going to go to Oscar Pereja continuously. There's a lot of players that are playing very well. Uh, there's a lot of players that can deserve to be their stock up in my opinion, but, uh, Poppy P is his stock up is, is extreme in my opinion from, from where it was five, five weeks ago. So, uh, I'm going to give it to him. Rafael Santos has been phenomenal as well. So, uh, that's, that's my little honorary mention as far as stock down is concerned. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have one. So, uh, I guess stock down would be my uh, my my own pride and self esteem after I sold my Miami tickets two months ago, and now they're <laughs> going for twelve hundred dollars a piece, and I sold them for fifty bucks. So, oh man, I'm I sorry. Guess that, I guess that would be my stock down this week. So, Mike, go ahead, take it away. So, uh, stock up for me. Uh, I got to go to uh, Ramiro. 
Ramiro Enrique, really happy for the kid to get his uh, first goal. I feel like I'm now at the age where I can actually say like real happy for the kid and it not just kind of be like uh, an old guy thing. Cause like now I am more of an old guy um, <laughs> with us signing kids in their twenties, you know? Um, so no, real happy for him. He, you could tell that Oscar saw the moment was like, this game doesn't need Duncan. We're going to, we can see this one out. Let's get Ramiro on, see if we can get him on the score sheet. And it was one of those things that worked out and was good for the player. Um, and uh, no, super excited for him. Uh, Stockdown is just going to go out to uh, uh, MLS scheduling. International window. Why are we playing games? Like, I know that the league end up, ends up giving the team. Why are we playing midweek not games? Play? Huh? Why are we playing midweek games, too? Yeah. Well, I know that the league ends up giving, uh, you know, teams options to take the time off, but, and we don't usually take that, but for us to end up having realistically three games in a week where there's international duty and we're going to be missing, you know, at, at minimum, you know, we're missing three key players. Like it's, it sucks. So MLS scheduling should really just allow the possibility of, uh, you know, just, taking the time off like every other league in the world yeah i wonder if we have like if they're like oh there's five international windows you could take two of them off or three of them. and this is just one that we looked and we said this is our toughest stretch screw it we'll just let them go you know and then we'll do we'll do it there you know i could see where you're where you want to have your your best players for the toughest stretch but also you know you really want to have your best players for your the weakest you know stretch of games so that way you can capitalize on those points which is what we've been doing so uh, but yeah that's it, it's definitely frustrating like alex said too like Ryder said you're talking about playing midweek we're playing we're not only are we playing games during the international break we're playing three and eight days in the international break so it's just uh it's not cool you know especially when you got antonio carlos and you got two out of our starting four on on a on yellow card accumulation it's 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 all you know line the stars are aligning in, in a not so positive way for at least this new england match writer uh you got some some stock ups and stock downs for us i do um stock up uh first goes out to facundo who is like i said earlier on a very upward trajectory i didn't see him in the 18 for uruguay today but he's still on an upward trajectory for Orlando City, I think he's going to have a hot second half of the season. This is what he did last year. He was he was a little down early on, and then he got hot during that. I think it was either right before or right after that Arsenal match. And it was all uphill from there. So those that were looking for him to perform, there's your answer. He's now our leading scorer. And yeah, we're going to miss him during at least the next two matches, if not more. But if there's any match I'm going to want to have him, it's against Seattle in Seattle. So especially Seattle that's dealing with a couple of injuries. So um, honorary stock up to pro referees in Orlando because three red cards in eight days is one way to get yourself off of our, uh, I almost said a bad word, get us off of your your list. So good job to them. Stock down. Um, I'm, 
it, it's not that his stock is going down. I'm just feeling bad for him over the next two matches. I'm feeling bad for Mason. I know he didn't play in this match. He's been a great substitute goalkeeper, but he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I don't know if it's stocked down so much as I'm just feeling bad for the guy. He's got big shoes to fill with Pedro doing two um, clean sheets in a row. I'd love to see him get a clean sheet in the next seven days. One clean sheet against any of these teams would be stellar. So it's still stocked down because I feel bad for him. A lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, there's for sure. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about Faku because I, I didn't add this in, but um, but like like you guys are saying, we he's he had a rough start to the season, and I don't know if it was you know the the fact that you know he had a lot of rumors coming in, and and then they really all died, all the rumors kind of died off. Um, I don't know if he was you know if it was anything else that had you know obviously said he's having a baby and. You know, there's a lot of things that that could go into it, but uh, it's been really, really nice to see him. You know, to see him come off and 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 do what he's he's been doing because now he's looking like the player we all know he can be, uh, and and he's he's on the verge of being deadly again. You know, and and uh, I was I'm, I'm super excited to see that because without him, we're not going to do much. You know, Hayda's fantastic, uh, Kara's great, but you know. This this whole cog it, it turns the wheel turns with with you know Facundo Torres at least in my opinion so Mike, Game of the week uh, two weeks in a row as well yeah wasn't Oscar no. Pereja uh, the coach coach of the week again I think he was uh, the man no he wasn't coach of the week this week he was uh, it was last week yeah with the Red Bull yeah that's right but so and it's the team of the match day Mike whatever the term is now it's a weird <laughs> terminology. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Defaku. Not really a stock up because I'll be honest, his stock is is uh, although you know we were, we were asking for more from him. You know we all know the player he can be. Uh, he's always going to be our most talented player, at least in my opinion. Um, so you know, and and probably going to be the most valuable guy that we ever have had uh, as far as as transfers is concerned. Once it all gets said and done, at least that's my opinion. Um, so. Oh. 100%. And as someone who not three weeks ago said his stock up was the person that at Arsenal that didn't buy him for $20, $20 million and the stock down was the person at Orlando who didn't sell him for $20 million. You, I got to eat that because he's looking better. And I hope this trajectory continues. I hope that he can do his international duty come back against hopefully Seattle, even if it's off the bench and he can perform and he can keep that up even going into the league cup leagues cup, which would give us a ton of momentum going into the home stretch of the season. Yep. That's, uh, that's another thing. Yeah. We, when does that start? Doesn't that what next, next month, like uh, the 20th, the 20th, 21st, third week of July. Yeah. And we got, we got three matches in, eight day nine days i think but we've got the benefit of not having to travel at all so yeah yeah we'll see how that goes so all right well let's uh we're moving right along we've got about oh i think we're right on time i'm not even gonna say it uh we'll, we'll, we'll get into the we'll get into the uh the new england uh match uh, on the road bruce arena a team that i hate i mean i hate every team 
but I hate the revolution. I hate Bruce Arena. I'm not a big fan. They just seem like they always do some stupid stuff to us too. Uh, and they always, they, 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 one of those teams that it feels like they have our numbers, you know, and, um, they're always pretty darn good. Uh, and you know, this looks like a tall task. You got, uh, like we mentioned, Kyle Smith, Antonio Carlos, both decided to get their fifth yellow card, uh, and are now suspended. And we also know that Facundo, Pedro Gaese and, and Vilder Cartagena will, not be there. The Vilder and Pedro are with Peru. Baku's with Uruguay. And uh we're gonna be missing five starters out of eleven. You know, that's not ideal. Not ideal. Now we could slot in Ojeda uh for one. You know, we'll probably slot in Mason at goal. So you know two out of the five are replaced right there. Um yeah, I'm guessing uh Petrasso will get the start at the the other fullback position in place of Kyle Smith would be my guess. I would think uh, Holiday. Honestly. Holiday. Oh, he's back, right? Yeah, okay. Holiday's back, so it makes more sense for him to be there at right back. Yeah, yeah, that that does make sense. So yeah, Mikey's that that makes him feel a little better. The Holiday Mikey. is over. He's he's yes. back from playing the. Uh, he's back. Oh God, Alex, that was a good one. <laughs> I just got it. It was a slow burn on the reaction there. I like that one. Eddie will be proud. Eddie will Eddie be, proud, will be proud. Uh, I can already see his GIF in the group chat tomorrow. Yes, I could see it. So uh, let's see. And then you have. Um, uh, Wait, it's pronounced GIF. Sorry. Got to get in there. It's GIF. Uh, I'm a peanut butter guy. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Schlegel. We haven't been too great with him in, but maybe with the back two, maybe with him and the Anson, we'll be all right. Uh, we'll have Schlegel in there. And then, you know, you really just got to find out who's going to be replacing Vilder, who we think is going to be going in at that defensive mid position. For me, it's, uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be Felipe. Um, he's one of the ones that makes the most sense because I feel like they're going to probably keep Morrow more pushed up. So Felipe being there, I think, is one of those things that just makes a lot of sense because he's he's annoying to play against. He's going to get in players' heads. He's going to be a little bit of a prick, for lack of a better word. I don't think that's cursing, so I don't think I need to put out a notes app apology again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think he he's going to be the one that makes the most sense in this instance. So, Yeah, I could see Felipe getting nod. He He's, uh, you know, he's given us some decent minutes, but he hasn't gotten very many minutes. So sure. it'll be interesting to see what, what sort of shift he can give us on the road. Part of that's uh, just because of how good Cesar and Wolder have been together. It's been yeah. a revelation since the two of them started starting. Combined, we're lucky. Uh, we're lucky. Cesar is not not starting to get some nods because that would be just that would be really really tough if he was gone. As if well. he continues the way that he is with Uruguay now being coached by Marcelo Bielsa, I could see him getting a nod at some point because he very much kind of fits the style. Of, he also likes to play. He's he's quick. He's aggressive. You know he's, you know he, he takes some risks, but he's still smart in the risks that he takes. So I, I could see him getting himself into that picture at some point, at least as a re, in in a reserve capacity. Yeah, he's got the talent to do so for sure. For sure. So I I, I love watching him play. He's although he dives, but he's a, he's fun to watch every other minute that he, he plays. He did go to the Neymar school of diving. 
Yeah, he for sure. Yeah, he's perfect. He's they teach that differently down there in, in South America. That's for sure. But um, I mean, on paper, on paper, this don't look too awesome. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. No, 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 no. You're you're missing the biggest, most important part of this, and that's the fact that New England's best asset is Georgie Petrovich, who's debatably the best goalie in the league, and he's on international duty which means we're dealing with the landlord himself, Earl Edwards Jr., starting in goal, most likely. I think that's something that's going to end up being a pretty good advantage because the drop-off from Petrovich to Edwards is pretty sizable. Obviously, Edwards played here at one point. He's, you know, big big with, uh, you know, within MLS player circles. But I, I think not having Petrovich is going to be a big, big step point for us as far as giving us a shot it's going to be a defensive game we're going to be on our heels the majority of the time playing on turf and whatnot but the fact that you know their all-star goalkeeper is not going to be a part of the team for this is something that's definitely going to like tip our cap that hopefully the chances that we do generate we'll be able to finish one or two of them so you're telling me there's a chance there's always a chance i just I don't know, man. I feel like every time we, we the, the 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 keepers are missing, or he's coming back from an MCL tear, and then he just comes back from a twelve. It's not a home seven, match. It's, it's like not a home match. They just do like some crazy, crazy stuff, you know. But I'm hoping Earl Edwards doesn't turn into prime Buffon or you know, and 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 absolutely wreck us. But I could, I would not be surprised if he makes some stupid saves. We end up with like. 2.2 expected goals and then lose two to one or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised in a game where the, our backs are up against the wall so much where we show like once again, we're a damn good team on the road and, um, and we get point or maybe even a dub, you know, we beat Philadelphia on the road earlier this year and uh, they're missing a couple other big guys too. Right. I, I think they're missing Carlos Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. No, he's not on international duty. Heel should be there. He was. There's, he was there's in the a couple last people game. that are that are hurt. Uh, that are that are decent for them. I think um, that Bruce Arena is saying they're not going to be ready for this match. So uh, I, I, I'm missing the names off. The yeah, top as far as I can see, they got Brandon By out injured. Uh, Dylan Barrero, who was good very early on in the season. Uh, Noel Buck, might, who's a youngster who's been good, might still be injured. And Henry Kessler, one of their center backs, also still potentially out injured. So their injury list is a little it'll is a little bit lengthy, that's for sure. Yeah. That'll be it. I mean, you know that we're gonna be ready to keep the streak going. Uh I'll start, I guess, with my prediction. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna say just like I said, I think we're gonna lose two to one. That's that's what I think, which I, I wouldn't be upset with that result. To me, this is Maybe the toughest match we've played all year outside of being down 1-0 to Tigres uh, and, um, and you know, and, and or, you know, 0-0 and then, and then that home match, you know, try, trying to go through. Uh, that, that was maybe the toughest match we've played as far as, you know, team and, and the situation. So uh, I think this is the toughest match we've played since then. And, you know, I wouldn't be upset with a loss. I would be upset if we got our butts kicked. But, you know, I, I think once again, if we're talking about going through the motions, I think the motions are saying this is a tall task. This is a tall task. And, uh, 
you know, when we got three games in eight days, I'd really like to focus on Philadelphia at home. Um, ideally, because that I, I've always been a proponent of, you know, make sure you you win the games you're supposed to win or you have the you'd have the most chance to win. Uh, when you're looking at the fact that we don't have AC, that we don't have Kyle Smith, who's been playing pretty dang good for us. Um, you know, obviously the international guys ain't going to come back anytime this week. So, you know, at least look forward to Wednesday where those guys are rested and we can put a full team together and hopefully continue our home form and get three points. Cause I would be stoked with three points in these three matches, to be honest, I'd be really, really happy to get three out of these three matches. Uh, so I, I I'm going to say we lose two to one also just kind of hoping that I'm wrong. Like I always am. That would be awesome. But uh, but yeah, I think we'll lose two to one. I think uh, Ojeda will get a goal. Um, but who knows? You know, we still got Cara, we still got Duncan McGuire, we got Rafael Santos, who's been really quite unbelievable uh, at that left back position. He's he's been a revelation in my opinion. You know, he's I talk about gelling and getting settled in. That guy's he can deliver a cross, man. He can deliver a cross, and when you got a big body like Cara in there. You never know what can happen. So, you know, but I think in order for us to get a result, it's going to take two goals, maybe both from Cara, uh, maybe a late goal from Duncan, you know, like he did against Columbus. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to I'm going to go on record and say two to one New England. Uh, and that's what I think, Mike. So this is one of those ones where I very much want to say that I think we're going to get a dub. Um, I've been on the record. I've said it on the dad. I said it on Twitter. This next three games is important. We're probably playing the three best teams we've played so far this season in a row. Um, and we have to, we got to, with the five or six game unbeaten, we got to now start getting results against teams that are actually good. Cause the last four games have been against, you know, for the most part against teams that are struggling with the exception of Atlanta. Um, but you know, we're playing teams that are a little bit further down the table and we're beating, beating them. So we're winning the ones we're supposed to win. I really want to say that I think we're going to get the win here, but I think it's going to be rough. I do think that we can eke out a draw though. So I'm going to go ahead and say one, one, uh, is going to score a banger. Okay. All right. Maybe he deserves it because he does. It's his time to shine, man. It is. And the last time he had a chance, you know, like that, like when he started against Philly, that's what I remember. And he, he's shown, he's shot. Here, here's my, know. here's my thing is I want him to, the reason I want him to score the banger is because I want it to get us into a situation to where Oscar Pereja does not have a choice, but to figure out how to play Faku and Ojeda together more because they're both too good for one of them to be coming off the bench. And I stand by that. I know it's been working for us, but I feel like we could be scoring so many more goals if we can get both of them on the field at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you would think so, considering You'd think especially so. now Faku's playing really well. So you would think that hopefully we can get them going together. That would be that'd be preferred, especially since they're two out of our three DPs. So absolutely. Ryder, give us some good news or bad bad prediction, good prediction. What what do you got? I'm I'm right there with Mike. I think this I I think calling this a win is a tall order. We're changing out five players and the guy that's been driving our offense in recent weeks is going to be away for at least one of these matches if not two. So against New England, it's a 1-1 draw. 
I think that getting out of the next eight days of play is going to be, I think, nine nine points is we should be standing on the mountaintop buying tickets for MLS Cup. I think three results, five points is above average. I think that what we should temper our expectations to is four points. I think getting a draw on Saturday away when we're in away form, winning midweek at home against Philadelphia with at least one or two people, we're going to have obviously Kyle and Antonio Carlos back, but maybe have Facundo back or Pedro back if they fly quickly, but even if off the bench for Facundo, but New England is a draw. It's this is going to be Poppy going in, making a lot of rotation. There's going to be a lot of people coming off the bench. It, <laughs> I mean, who's coming up? The funny thing is, who's coming off the bench at this point for Schlegel or Janssen? It's it, it's slim pickings. We might get to see Freeman. Salim, maybe? No, Salim's uh, been injured. So it's Thomas Williams. Hmm. Well, That'll be interesting to see. see. That'll be interesting to see indeed. But yeah, 1-1. One, one, I think it's up to Mason to keep balls out of the net. And I think Kara to actually do something with what Ojeda and Angulo give him. So, and Angulo's speed against New England is going to be key. Him and Santos. So, that guy's been just like a secret weapon. The definition of like everybody's focused on uh, on the three DPS. Everybody's, I mean, even like the defense. You know, people are focused on that. People are focused on Pedro, and then Angulo just comes and rips your heart out. Just, I feel like we haven't had a guy like that ever. Almost, you know. Usually, the guys that perform for us like that are like dudes that you expect. You know what I mean? I, w- I guess I would say Chris Mueller would be that one year that he had a really good season. Or he's just kind of like a secret weapon. Like people just don't pay attention to him until he kills you. So that would be cool if Angulo can do can do some work, some magic. And I mean, we have the talent, man. That that's why we were so, so crazy and so, you know, fed up with the results at the beginning of the year. Because we know the talent is there. We got five starters missing, and we just plugged in five names and aside you know, that you know a couple most of them are pretty much going to be all right you know mason is, is definitely a downgrade from pedro but then you're talking about putting o- ojeda in for faku you're talking about putting an mls vet in and felipe in for for vilder you know schlegel's got dozens of appearances he's he steps in all the time you know and then and then mikey holiday who's got plenty of game time already this year the only reason he He's wasn't getting game time the last few weeks is because he had to go play the Fiji U U twenty team. So hopefully there's no you know lapse from him from playing that, those guys to playing you know the likes of of Carlos Hill and and Gustavo Bo. Uh, but you know we'll, we'll there's only one way to find out and it's to plug him right in. So like you said, I think he is going to get plugged right in. So yeah. uh, 
Did so you you said a uh, you said a draw rider is is that what you said? Did uh, I, I think you said what was it one one you said? Yep, one one. Poppy doesn't do anything fancy. He tries to go for the neck and protect protect what's important. So. I gotta ask, do you think it's like a like a one one? We give up a goal to to tie, or one one? We get the the goal to tie. I think it's gonna be we get the they get the goal first, and then we get a goal sometime late in the second half when New England's keeper and their defense get tired. Maybe the old the old Duncan special. Exactly. I think we haven't seen Mr. Duncan in a while, and I think that this is a prime game for him to come off the bench if Cara can't perform and Orlando can uh, Orlando can run on Duncan. We'll we'll see if a a draw is enough for the caffeinated man. For me, we have so much rotation that we kind of are forced into with international duty and Cara's kind of gone a little bit cold the last three or three games or so. I, I think that there's a high likelihood we're going to see Duncan get more minutes, especially over these next three games, too. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm 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 focused on Wednesday, too. And if that means that maybe Cara comes in, give him a little rest here and maybe you Duncan think he starts. starts? Maybe. Oh, wow. Mm. He's I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he will, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts too, especially playing on turf. Yeah. Like, not that Carr has not played on turf before, but it, you know, I wouldn't some of the bigger guys they don't like turf as much, especially. So yeah, and Duncan grew up on that stuff. So for sure. Is that a messy reference there, Mike? No. It's not. not big. He's actually really small. Yeah, he's, he's actually big. like five foot six. <laughs> I think we're talking about big in skill, not uh, big in size. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's one thing that you know we'll, we 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 could do a whole podcast on Messi coming to the league for sure. I think uh, you know I think we all in agreement that it's great for the league. Um, it's great for the 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 league as an entirety. It's going to be great for the optics. Uh, and for me. I just want to get this on air. I'm excited as people aren't looking at this in the bright side. And here's how I'm looking at it. Either Messi comes and literally brings the worst team in the league to be in the best team and they win title and, and we all get to witness it him be literally confirm himself, stamp himself to all the American viewers as the greatest soccer player of all time. Or what I think is more likely going to happen is Messi's here on a charade tour. It's going to be a circus everywhere he goes. His teammates aren't going to be happy when they make $195,000 a year. And they're next to a guy that's making $50 million a year who doesn't show up, who misses games and practices for media relations, who, who, you know, misses games because he doesn't want to play on turf. You know, I just want everybody to sit and imagine that when they go to work tomorrow, that the person next to them, when you're doing your job, whether it be selling insurance or whether it be, you know, shoveling sand at the construction site, I just want you to think about what you would do if the guy to your left or the girl to your right made 500 times more than you. For every dollar you made, they make $400. I just, just, just think about that. Just think about how you would feel. And then imagine how it's going to work out in Miami. I think they're going to fall flat on their face. I think Messi's not going to be able to do much, especially this year. Uh, and as an Orlando city fan, there will be nothing sweeter. 
There will be absolutely – there's not a better team to be a supporter of, in my opinion, than Orlando City right now because you're either going to watch greatness that you literally cannot stop or what's more likely going to happen, you're going to watch Messi get along, get his 36-year-old friends in and them all fall flat on their face when they have to do 10,000-mile road trip over the course of eight days like we're about to do right now. <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I, would love to, I would love to hear – how many miles Messi traveled last year in the League One season? Because I got a feeling it's probably pretty dang close to the amount of miles we're about to travel in eight days. So, and I would walk five hundred miles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling you right now. I think uh, I think they're gonna fall flat on their face. Of course, I may be wrong, but even if I'm wrong, it's gonna I mean, be on the watch it's... at least. For, ahead, for my two cents on it, uh, my stance would be similar to Taylor Twalman's stance, friend of the show, obviously, through through swag here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Twalman said, you can't judge this team until 2024. Like, you really can't. They're still with the sanctions that they're under, the amount of signings that they're going to try and make to overhaul their roster, not having a coach currently. Like, yeah, Messi's great, but you're really not going to be able to get a gauge on how good this team might actually be until they've had an offseason and can actually rebuild in a way that makes sense. Right now, they're kind of just doing a makeshift rebuild to make Messi happy and see if they can get somewhat competitive. But they're currently... What I think twelve points or, or set there's seven no there's seven points out of a playoff spot right now, and by the time that Messi's slated to possibly be here, they're going to have twelve games to go in the season. If they don't earn any points between now and then, which is on <laughs> legitimately likely, just looking at their schedule, they might be fourteen points back. You know, if they're fourteen points back with twelve games to go. Messi and friends, no, uh, I don't care who they are. I don't think they're going to be able to make up that deficit. Like it would be a miracle for them to do that, you know. Yeah. So uh, have to wait next till... year is going to be a better time to judge them. But regardless, I'm with you. I think Messi's great for the, getting him is great for the league. But you're right; it's going to be weird for the teammates, just like it was probably weird for Beckham. And that's just like like you said, Mike, you're going to have to wait for the 36-year-olds to turn 37 to see if that's going to be effective in this league. I, I just don't see it. I for me, at least, it. Messi hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Like, he still looks like he has it. Luis Suarez, if that ends up being true, which I don't think it would be, that just makes no sense in my opinion. Um, that one I could see struggling because, you know, he's playing in Brazil right now. Kind of. Same thing with Busquets. Yeah, Busquets. I th- honestly, Busquets. I think is going to get completely exposed by the league. Like I have, I I will be on the record right now. You can book it. Busquets will flop in MLS because the pace of it, he will just be a liability defensively. Um, I ha- and I'm I'm full in on that take. And I know there's a lot of other people who share that sentiment. The league is going to be too fast for him. He was. Oh, he's always been a slow defender. He will not be able to keep up with MLS. Um, the only the only signing that I see them making that I think would actually be good is Di Maria. Even though Di Maria is older, Di Maria is still a stud. So I agree with that. But I don't think they got the juice to make that happen. At least not this year. Ryder, you got any thoughts about uh, about the old Lionel? Um, a, a couple. One, I do think on a media front. I mean, I, you you saw podcasters. Um, that never talk about MLS talking about MLS and talking about Messi. And 
guys, he hasn't even officially signed for the club yet. He said he intends to. The 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 deal is not done, but the way the deal has been done, where he went to Apple and Adidas himself, or his people did, and approached MLS, and MLS was blindsided by it. He he's intending on coming here, and he's intending on making a statement. And there's a couple. It's great for the league. It's great for making money off ticket sales and Apple's surely going to make a lot of money internationally. And that'll be an interesting stat to see later. But as far as quality of play goes, Miami, he's not going to resurrect Miami from a, the worst team, one of the worst teams in the league to without a coach to getting to MLS cup this year. It's not going to happen. Here's the thing. I feel really bad for Cincinnati because Cincinnati had a real chance at a treble this year before last week. Cincinnati plays Miami on August 23rd in the semifinal of the U.S. Open Cup. And you know who is going to start in Cincinnati for Miami? Lionel Messi. And that's going to be a circus. It's going to be something. It's going to be, we might actually get to see the U.S. Open Cup on television. But <laughs> it, no. might actually be, it might actually be on CBS or TBS. Who knows? But I feel bad for them. I feel also feel bad for Atlanta United. And I believe it's Cruz Azul. That play uh, that are in their group in the league's cup because again that's the league's cup. There's going to be a lot of people coming out for that. There's going to be a lot of momentum going into that. So imagine saying you feel bad for Atlanta United. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, even though Atlanta United might not even roll out the non-carpet for him, which they have to do by 2026 anyway. So. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he plays on turf and if he, the the whole Alex, your thing about the teammates thing is interesting because, yeah, that's true. But is the person you're going to work with every day the best person in the world at what they do? I know that the best garbage collector in the world doesn't get media attention, but the best soccer player, even the best software engineer to bring it back to whatever it is I do every day, which is harvest my brain cells for whatever. But the even the best software engineers in the world get media attention, but it really depends on what you do in this case. But it doesn't matter because what you're saying, Alex, is valid doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter if you're in a big job or a job every day i don't know i I don't want to insult anybody that does that but you're you're going to get upset no matter what so the team chemistry and whoever they bring in as coach which there's only been one rumor and if it's not tata martino who the heck is it going to be you could throw a dartboard and I mean, could be Greg Berhalter. I couldn't say that with a straight face. Sorry. 
I can't say it with a straight face. I would pray. I'd pray for that. Wouldn't that be something? That and then be. Lionel Lionel Messi's mom tries to blackmail him. And... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just, um, you know, I, I could see him missing practices. I could see him missing games because of turf. Uh, and I could see that not going over well if you're playing every minute of every game, making one four hundredth of what he's making, you know. And like Mike said, he's only going to have 12 games this year to do anything. And this is the last time I'm going to say anything because I know a lot of people are debating on whether they should sell their tickets or not uh, while they're while the tickets or prices are high. But uh, Argentina, this year the World Cup goes to 48 teams. And Argentina and Common Ball, they had to move their qualifiers up by one month. So usually they start in October. Our match is September 24th, and Argentina has World Cup qualifiers against two teams for probably 10 days uh, during September. Now, those days are not released yet. We don't know oh, if it's going to be at the beginning of September or maybe at the end of September, but they have two matches in September, two matches in October, two matches in November. That's the way it's working this year for common ball for starting the World Cup qualifiers. So um, I'm just saying, you know, there's a chance he's not even going to be here. Now forget that he won't be in, he won't be playing. He, he may not even be in the country. When, when, Will when, you be when vindicated, Alex? Will you oh. be vindicated? Will you be adding everybody at Fox 35 in Orlando when that yeah. happens. Or... I'll roll in I'll roll we'll roll into the shout outs because that was gonna be my shout out. <laughs> Good segue. Uh because I was gonna shout out uh uh Fox 35 for absolutely embarrassing me on on local news television. Just just I mean the definition of salt in the wound. Uh but thanks for uh Jay at Godrigo eleven underscore twenty one underscore twenty. He he took a, a nice video of his tv of of them using my tweet about how much uh, how i sold the inner miami tickets for you know pretty much face value and i and in case you don't know i sit on the players tunnel i mean these seats are worth they were going for i could have easily sold them for 12 or 1500 bucks a seat and and they sold for 50 a seat um so that that hurts either way because no matter if he plays it or not i still could have sold them but if he doesn't play it'll definitely make me feel a little bit better I would say it would make me feel a little bit better for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Fox 35. Thanks for throwing me on the news. Uh, the only reason I know about this Argentina world cup qualifier is because the executive producer messaged me. He apologized. He said, you know, I didn't know that she was going to use it on the air. And then he wanted to, he said, you know, maybe we could do something with the podcast one day. I just asked him, Hey, next time you introduce me, at least throw the podcast in there. You know, Lando Lyons <laughs> and host Alex Brown tweeted this earlier, you know, that yeah, at least been- uh, give, give us the shameless plug. Yeah, that not it wouldn't even been shameless at that point. It was shameful and it would still would have been a plug. So <laughs> it was it was okay. But uh but yeah, that's my shout out this week. Mike, who's your shout out? Uh I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna have a positive shout out. Let me go ahead and shout out uh OCB this week four nil over uh FC Cincy, one of the best uh home, they're undefeated at home playing at Osceola Heritage Park, and all four goals this week. Absolute bangers. Jack Lynn, banger. Shaq Muhammad, banger. Uh, who, who I don't even remember who the other two were, but uh, Janino off a free kick. Um, and uh, Almaguer, Almaguer. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but all of them, absolute bangers. Uh, the B in OCB stands for bangers, officially. Yeah, that was an awesome match. 
And it's, especially when, you know, we're sitting on, we, we got nine points. That was, that was a, maybe the most sexy match of the weekend for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ryder, give me a shout out. We're, we're overtime. Shocking. Oh, big, big surprise. I actually literally just finished my cabinets. So good timing. Um, my shout out kind of got taken already. So I'm going to give a shout out. I kind of had one. And I lost it. Where is it? Oh, no, I lost it. It's gone. It, uh, I'll go with the um, a shout out and then an argument against the shout out. Shout out to the Orlando City fan or Argentina fan, more likely, that was pictured heavily showing a welcome to MLS Messi sign at this weekend's match. I, I, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like that. But at the same time, that's probably a guy that's at his first ever MLS match. He's a big soccer fan, but just not in the U.S. You got to convert that guy. We got to find a way to convert that guy. Would it change your opinion if I told you he's a Society 21 member? He's been a season ticket holder from the beginning. That's going to make me feel really stupid, but yes, it would yeah. it, it would change my opinion, and now it makes me really want to rethink my shout-out. But... He, sits in, he sits in my section, and uh, he goes to pretty much every match, and uh, he's Argentinian. Some people, it's a common common thing club over country country over club you know it's a, some people are full club i'm a i'm a club over country guy that's because i'm american and my team doesn't win the world cup uh but but uh you know this guy's argentinian and and obviously he's country over club and he is excited to see you know the second coming of maradona uh, to, to come to his, his stadium where he sits in the seats that are right next to the tunnel He's, that's, but, where, that's where he sits. So I I, uh, I wasn't excited to see people wish negative things among him. I wasn't. I was really confused when people, you know, are 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 using his image to represent eighteen thousand other people uh, that they can only get one picture of one dude having one sign. I thought there was going to be multiple signs. I thought it was already going to be a little circus, even though he's not even there. I mean, it's just you know, it's 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 messy. It's Lionel Messi. He ain't Miami. Enter Miami has more followers than on Instagram than what all of all of the MLB the guys combined. I mean, that's what they got in in, in one week. It's, it's it, they call it the Messi effect for a reason. You know, when people say, "Oh, you know, this isn't good. This isn't." Listen, I got news for people. This is going to increase season tickets because now people, instead of spending eight hundred dollars a year on a ticket. And losing their money all the time, unless they go to all 17 matches because they can't sell them, they can't get rid of them. And there's a plethora of free tickets every single week because there's nothing there drawing people to the matches. Now people can buy their ticket for $800. They could sell one match for $800 and then go to 16 matches for free. And I know personally a few people who have done that already. So, and I don't care what anybody says about money or, or this and that, you know, the fact of the matter is the casual fan, the person that's going to show up, they're going to be all over that. The person that's smart about it, the person that the family of four that has to, you know, a mom and a dad and two kids that can't afford to go to games. Now they're going to be able to go to a, a, afford to go to games because, you know, they can, they can pay a monthly payment 
and then count on getting a lot of their money back when they sell just one match. So for a lot of people, it's more important to go to those matches. So that's just my little rant to end. Um, and because, because I'm super pumped, um, that people Can have I... that option now, you know, people are going to have that option. People are going to have that ability to, to be flexible, to go to, to, to sell one game and make up for all the matches. You know what I mean? And when I used to have Orlando or Orlando magic tickets in 2009, 2010, um, I did the same thing. I was a 17 year old kid in high school. I had season tickets to the magic. I couldn't afford it. But I sold it whenever we played the Celtics, whenever we played the 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 Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. I sold those games. So that way I can pay for my the rest of the 40 games, 39 games that I have at home. So I can go see us play the beat the Atlanta Hawks butts to, twice a year. You know what I mean? I didn't care about going to to the the game where Kobe plays. It's gonna be a circus anyways. I don't care. You know, and that, that's also in, important to note too that the day that we play Miami. There's also a big Latin artist performing at the Citrus Bowl. So, oh my goodness, it's going to be a madhouse. I'm not, I'm, I'm not familiar with their their work, but Carol G, I believe, is uh, the name playing at the uh, at the Citrus Bowl, and I've heard it's going to be bedlam for the most part throughout downtown that day. Yeah, uh, the most just get, schedule something at the Amway too, just for uh, for the heck of it at this point, and see how busy it can get. Oh, the Magic will probably be playing preseason by that point, so I'm sure they'll have a game there just for fun. Yeah, maybe. Ryder, give us some last thoughts, and then we're going to get out of here right at hour and 15. <laughs> wow. Of course we are. Um, I did remember my second shout-out, and I'll fuse it into what you just said. It It is definitely going to be nice for season ticket holders to benefit from this, but it's also going to be nice for the league. It's going to be nice for soccer in this country because honestly what happened at the world cup last year didn't do us any favors and what the national team is doing right now is not doing us any favors we'll see what happens tomorrow night in vegas against mexico i'm hoping for a big win to shut some mexican fans up but and continue our dominance over them over the last four years but it's also about getting this league to the next level. I, I saw a tweet today, and this was what I had forgotten earlier, is there's one major league. There's one major league in this country for the next three months. And I'm like, no, there's, there's MLS, NWSL, even the PGA, LPGA. Like, you got a lot of other sports. There's not just because we just finished basketball and hockey in successive nights, which by the way, I hope that Messi is a good consolation prize because the heat and the Panthers both losing in a final in successive nights. That's gotta hurt. I'm sorry to Miami sport, true Miami sports fans. That's gotta hurt, but it's good for the sport in this country. And we'll see how they take advantage of it. We've got the, um copa america again here again in 2024 we've got the world cup in 2026 mls is going to 30 teams we've got the league's cup starting this year gold cup nations league let's go let's see what we can do with it so that we're not seeing little people talk about oh baseball is the only important league in the country for the next three months 
Yeah, I love baseball, of, but yeah. And you got to. I mean, too, shoot, I, you're going across the pond to watch baseball in a soccer stadium, yeah, which is ironic. That. A lot of the uh, you got it. That is ironic, actually. <laughs> uh, usually, it's the other way around, but uh, you got to think too. You know, we're it's geographical. We're their rival. And as much as everybody wants to think, oh, everybody wants to come play with Messi, I'm sure there's a decent amount of players that want to come to play against Messi. And who plays them the most geographically with the Open Cup, with, you know, we're usually always paired up with them. We play them, what, three times a year. We, some teams we play zero times a year, but we're guaranteed to play them at least two, sometimes three or four times a year. So those I'm are the gonna, players I want. Those are the guys that I want in my foxhole and not in my locker room. And and that's just one more little chip that you could throw in there. Hey, yeah, you can go to Miami and play with Messi. That'd be easy. But how about you come here and we beat his butt? We show him everything else. That 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 you know, this ain't no easy league. That we're we're better than what everybody thinks. And I think that that's gonna be the tone. You know, a lot of people aren't thinking about this when it comes to Messi and the fact that every single time he steps on the pitch. Every single player will have something to prove against him. And it has not been like that. It hasn't been like that for his entire career. Not only the players that he's playing against, but also the players that he's playing with. So it's going to be interesting to see the entire dynamic play out because there has never been somebody with this magnitude. There will never will be. This is the greatest player to ever play. So, Mike, one last little thought and then we're out of here. Yeah, and it's just because it's breaking news. Tom Bogert literally just tweeted right now, uh, New England Revolution are buying out Josie Altidore's contract, so that's one more person we don't have to worry about over the weekend. L-O-L. Yes. Not that he's been playing much. They've been riding with Bobby Wood up front, but uh, yeah, Josie Altidore no longer a member of the New England Revolution. Effective now. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm not too mad about that. I'm not too mad about that. Yeah, I mean, he He's most done. likely would have been coming off the bench if anything. But I agree. I am not. I am not too too hurt by that. Yeah, he's uh, one of those guys that like he plays horrible against everybody, and then he scores against us. I feel like for sure. So, all right, y'all. Well, an hour and twenty minutes in, we do what we do all the time. And you said it would be a half an hour today. Yeah, that was oh. two of us, but now we got the three the three amigos here. So. We had fun as always. Plus, I've been watching and learning how to resand cabinets the whole time too. So, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> uh, done. But, but we have a home improvement just dropped. random orbit sander, baby. We we potted for so long that Alex Ryder sanded his cabinets while we did it. So, and now he's done. But we appreciate you guys for listening as always. Uh, we're always open to conversation. We're open to interpretation. We're open to uh to you guys telling us you know that, that you don't agree. Uh, we are. Uh, open to uh, common sense arguments as always. Um, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed giving this a listen. We hope to see you guys on Saturday. Mike will be hosting the den after dark uh, after the new England match. He's stepping in for me while I'm over in London. So you guys come in and step in too. have fun with it. And uh, we will see you guys next week on Orlando lions. Den podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Vamos Orlando. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando lions. Den podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den.